So, like three weeks ago, I think it was, it felt like 90 some degrees out here. I was sweating. It's all in my face and my eyes, and now I'm shaking. I'm so cold. This is where we insert the, it's Iowa joke. Welcome to Iowa joke. Hey, Justine, I might have to move. This tree's bugging me. Is that okay? Maybe? Okay. So, <laughs> wanted to let you know, once again, I think, I think this is the third time, uh, we are... We're making plans for when we're going to gather together indoors uh, because we're on the edge of that right now with the weather. Um, so uh, we've got the sanctuary set up. Uh, we're going to uh, announce when we're going to do that uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to make a video that gives you uh, an idea of what the space is going to look like. And uh, we're also going to let you know what our expectations are for, for indoor worship. Uh, so be looking for that on, on Facebook in the, next, uh, in the next week or so. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a, a good thing for us to give that a try. I know there are some people who are ready. Uh, there are some people who aren't ready. And that's okay. We'll both be in person and online still. Uh, so we're going to provide that. So if you feel safest at home, uh, please stay at home. Uh, watch from your couch and your PJs. Drink coffee or whatever you do. Uh, that's fine. So... Uh, we just want to let you know that, that that's what we're doing. So uh, this morning, uh, I'm going to start something uh, that we're, we're going to take you through the next four or five weeks. Uh, so uh, I think every so often, uh, it's good for churches to, to remind ourselves who we are, um, why we're here, who are we as a local body. I think it's good for us to think about those things every so often. And so it's good for us to remind ourselves. So uh, what I've done is, uh, as I was thinking about that, I sort of looked back to the beginning when we started this whole thing. And uh, I'm going to grab some of the stories that we looked at back then, stories that I thought would, would be formative at the time. And I still think they're formative. And so we're going to grab those stories and we're going to just look at them fresh again. Uh, because I think they help remind us who we are and who we're called to be. So this morning, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 12, just the first three verses. So Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. Uh, I'll read it to you. If you've got it with you, you can, uh, you can follow along. Otherwise, you can just listen. Before we do that, let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for meeting us here in this place. Thank you for how you reveal yourself to us. Thank you, for, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for Scripture. Thank you for the ways in which you, you speak to us in it and through it. And so that's what we pray for this morning. We pray that you would meet us where we are so that we might be able to hear you speaking. And we ask, oh God, that you would continue to continue to create something new in us so that we can work with you at creating a new world. We love you. Open our ears and our hearts so that we can hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so 
Hear these words from Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So good. So, Renee and I, we've sort of kicked the habit recently, uh, but we used to be really addicted to HGTV, the Home and Garden Television Network. We used to be super addicted to it. We used to watch that, we used to watch that channel all the time. We loved shows about renovation, about restoration, especially when they would take like this messed up space and it was all messed up, and then they would just make it new again. Like, those shows are really inspiring. Like if you watch enough of those shows, all of a sudden you find yourself in the place where you think you can do anything to your own home. You got a bathroom you need to redo? Oh, just watch a couple of shows, and it will give you the confidence to tear out your bathroom and do it all by yourself. Like, they really get you fired up about home improvement projects, which could be dangerous if you're not careful, because you could rip something out and be like, I had no idea what I'm doing. But one of those shows that I liked, one of the hosts of those shows is this guy named Mike Holmes. He hosted a show called Holmes on Homes. He's this really cool Canadian home inspector, and he would go into houses, and he would find all the things that were all messed up. He could tell where, where the builders of homes, like took shortcuts and he would point that out see they should have done it a different way they took this shortcut and he would go in there and he would go with his crew and they would make the home new by the end you were like looking at a brand new home that guy was awesome if you know that show if you're familiar with it you know that one of his favorite things to say is hi i'm here for a homes inspection i'm gonna make it right and you just believe the dude first because you've seen the show before and you've watched him do it before but he's so sincere and he's so in your face and he's like this buff dude and you're like yeah I trust you to do anything to my home come on in here he's like I'm I'm gonna make it right here's the deal shows like that are hugely popular you find all kinds of different shows that are themed the same way they go into old spaces and make them new again they take things that have been run down and they fix them up and they make them beautiful again. Why do they keep making shows like that? Why do people keep, why do people, for that matter, why do people get addicted to shows like Renee and I were addicted to shows like that? I think I know why. I think shows like that are really popular and people really get into them and people get addicted to them because they're about transformation. They're about restoration. They're about taking things that, that almost seem like they don't have any use anymore or they've just been run down by time and the weight of things, right? And they're making them beautiful again. And I think that there's something about that 
that resonates deeply with us human beings. It resonates deeply within our hearts and within our souls. Because there's like this human impulse that's built into who we are. Because we're made in the image of the creator of the universe. We're made in the image of God. So there's this impulse that's deeply embedded in who we are. When we look out at the world and we see something wrong, what's our instinct? We want to see it made right again. When we look out at the world and we see something broken, what do we want? We want to see it made whole. We want to see it put back together again, right? It's just part of who we are. You see, when we look out at the world, it doesn't take us very long to figure out that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. We see and experience brokenness all the time, all around us. We see nations fighting against nations. We see war. We see political parties getting super nasty and abandoning all integrity with each other. It's election season. Come on, people. We're watching this happen all the time. We see systems that are broken where people are just flat out treated unfairly or they don't have access to all the things that they need to live good, beautiful, healthy, whole, productive, creative lives. We experience broken relationships. Oh my goodness, that hurts deeply. We experience things like sickness and death. Our hearts get broken all the time. And when we see and experience those things, doesn't it just make us long for it all to be made right again? Don't you just long for it to be made whole again? We long for healing. We long for restoration. We long for transformation. And I think it goes even deeper than that. We don't just long for it. We don't just want to see it happen. I think we want to be a part of it. We want to We want to be a part of that restoration and transformation process. We long to contribute to the healing of the world. I got good news for you. The Bible, that book, when you look at it from beginning to end, the Bible, the scriptures, it's the story of God making things right again. That's what the Bible, that's what, that's what we call, that's what the good news is. That's what the gospel is. It's the story of God making things right again. It's all about God restoring and transforming the whole world, all of creation. At the end of the Bible, we hear God saying this, see, I am making all things new. Not just some things, not just a few people's lives, not just the people who are connected to the church. I am making all things new. That's an active verb. I am making. That means we have a process going here. That means this world is headed somewhere, headed somewhere new and good and beautiful, which means we should probably expect change in our lives means we should probably welcome it when it comes see i am making all things new or as mike holmes would say i'm gonna make it right now god's transformation restoration process begins when he interrupts the lives of a guy named abram 
and his wife, Sarai. In Genesis chapter 12, God comes to Abram and says, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household. That doesn't sound fun. Leave some things behind. Leave your father's household and go to the land I will show you. And then God makes some promises. God says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. In other words, I will give you offspring and make a community out of you. God was promising to form the first and the original renewed community. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. In other words, he says, Abram, I'm going to heal the world and I'm starting with you. And then after Abram comes his son, Yitzhak, Isaac. And then there's Jacob, whose name gets changed to Israel. And then out of Israel come the 12 sons who then form the 12 tribes of Israel. So soon from Abram, we have an entire nation, an entire nation, the original renewed community, full of people commandeered by God to make the world right again, to help God make the world right again, transformation, restoration. Now, the nation of Israel goes through sort of this period of fits and starts, this pattern of ups and downs, of order to chaos, from obedience to disobedience. But soon, the time is right. By the way, I just gave you the whole history of Israel in like 30 seconds. That's pretty good. Right there, but soon. So they go up and down, obedience, disobedience. They go from order to chaos, from walking with God to walking away from God. But soon the time is right. And when the time is right, out of this nation comes the person we call the Messiah, the Savior, the person we know of as Jesus. In the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So God becomes one of us moved into the neighborhood in the person of Jesus. And what does Jesus do? Well, he walks around Galilee and Jerusalem loving the unlovable, accepting the unacceptable, healing the broken, helping the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, making what's wrong in the world right again, transforming, renewing lives. What else does he do? He calls 12 ordinary human beings with all their warts and flaws and inadequacies. He calls them disciples, learners, followers, right? And he makes a community out of them. And soon other people join, men, women, children. He makes a community out of them. He teaches them what God is really like. He teaches them what it looks like to really be a human being and how we ought to live in the world. And these people actually begin to get it. They form this little community marked by love and grace and healing and forgiveness. And they start making noise in this world. Noise that the powerful people in the world 
didn't like very much because it's threatening now the system. So the world tries to get rid of this community. You know how? By cutting off its head, by exterminating their leader, by getting rid of Jesus. So they crucify him, dead, buried, gone, right? Oh no, man. We know that wasn't the end. Because three days later, he rose from the grave. Resurrection. What's wrong in the world, brokenness and death, is now made right again. Forgiveness, new life. And then Jesus gathers his followers around himself and he's like, all right, y'all, now it's your turn. Go. Go. Continue to live life the way I taught you to live. Continue to do the things that I taught you to do. Continue to do the, thing, the things that you've seen me do. And you will be a part of transforming the world. And then the greatest movement in the history of the world called the church was born. And the world has never been the same since. And it all begins when God interrupts the lives of this guy named Abram and his wife Sarai. It all begins when God makes those promises in Genesis chapter 12, and he begins to form this new community. Now, for four weeks after that, we're going to follow along. We're going to look at Abram, who turns into Abraham. We're going to look at Sarai, who turns into Sarah. Transformation, are you with me? Their lives are transformed. They're going to be a part of transforming the world. So if you want to, you can read ahead. You can read, read about Abraham and Sarah, read their story, so that when we get there, you'll be familiar with it. Or don't. It's up to you. I'm going to teach you about it, and I would love for you to know what you're getting into. So just go ahead and do that. Anyway, so, but for now, the rest of our time this morning, we're just going to look at, we're going to look at the promises that God makes. And I can summarize them in three words. Up in, out. For those of you who've been connected with this community for a while, those words are familiar to you. So what I'm about to say to you isn't going to be a surprise, but for those of you who aren't familiar, this is kind of who we are. This is who we are called to be, who God is sort of trying to create here with this community. So first, up. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's a connection with God, with the divine, that begins with the divine. It's a connection with God that begins with God. God comes to Abram. God, Abram didn't find God. Like there's no, any, there's no indication whatsoever in the story about Abram that he was at all looking for any sense of a connection with any higher being, with the divine, what we think of as God. There's no indication that he was looking at all. God comes to Abram. God initiates this relationship. He seemingly plucks Abram out of what seems like complete obscurity. And he says to this guy, leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. God says, I will bless you. In other words, he's saying, I will give you life 
I will be with you. I am on your side. I got your back. So right from the beginning, we, have, we find that Abram now has this unique connection with the divine. It's a connection with God that begins with God. I will bless you, God says. I will give you life. I will give you everything you need. I'm on your side. So at Renew Community, we want to be in, we're intentional about nurturing that, nurturing and living into that connection with the divine, with God, that connection with God that begins with God. And one of the ways that we do that is what we're doing right here. We gather together for worship. Now, it's been a little bit challenging over the last six months. Can you believe it's been six months? It's been challenging for us, but we've made sure that we're able to gather together online, in person, because we value this connection with God, this connection up with God. We connect with God in worship through song, through prayer, through the spoken word of God that comes from God by his spirit through the Bible, right? Again, we've done all sorts of things for the little ones among us, for kids. It's been a challenge over the last six months, but hopefully in the coming months, we'll be able to restart those things again so that our kids can establish this connection with God. The Bible, the scriptures, they're the most powerful way that we have to connect with God, the way that God sort of communicates with his people. So we spend significant time connecting up with God by reading and listening to that book together. We want to nurture that connection with God, right? Over the last couple of years, I've done it three times. I've, I've offered this seminar called The Bible, Really? And in that seminar, we talk about the Bible. We talk about what it is. What is this book? How do we read it? And we're profoundly honest about the Bible and what it is and how to read it. We want to take it seriously. I, I would love to do that again. It's not something we're going to be able to do online. I'd love to do it with a small group of people again, socially distanced, inside, maybe 10 people. If you're interested in that, go ahead and send me an email. I'd love to hear you. I want to, I want to know when and where we can do this. Like, but let's make that happen because I think it's important to have these conversations about the Bible and take it really seriously. Right? So we want to we wanna help nurture this relationship with God that begins with God. It's who we are, connecting people up with the divine. So that's the up. What's the in? Well, it's connecting people in with one another through deep, loving relationships. So connecting us with community. It's a recognition that we need each other. It's a recognition that, that we actually belong to one another. Right? God comes to Abram and says, I will make you into a great nation. In other words, Abram, if you're going to do what I'm calling you to do, you're going to need some peeps. You're, like, you're going to need some people. You're not going to do this alone. You're not going to be able to do this alone. You weren't created to do this alone. You won't be able to. You need a community. You need some deep relationships. So I'm going to create a whole nation. I'm going to create a whole new community. So at Renew, we want to nurture. We want to live in 
We want to live into this connection with each other. So we work hard at it. We work hard at forming deep relationships with those sitting around us right now. We want to, we want to continue to live into this forming of, of a community where everyone is welcome, everyone is accepted, and everyone belongs, period. It's one of our, it's one of our guiding principles. It's one of our values, our core values as a people. We want to create a community where everyone belongs where everyone is accepted. We, we, this is so important to us that you don't even have to believe what we believe to belong here. You belong here. You are with us. We want to make sure that we all, that we all have exactly what we need to live good, healthy, productive, creative lives. And we just need each other to do that. We can't do it alone. So at Renew, we try to create that atmosphere here on Sunday mornings and online for us to connect with one another. Although they're taking a bit of a break right now because of a pandemic, it's just screwing everything up, isn't it? But we have these groups called pods where people gather together. They form relationships, deep relationships with one another. We talk about scripture. We talk about the Bible. We talk about what's going on in our lives. We talk about what am I struggling with? What's the next step for me? If I'm going to follow Jesus, what's the next step for me? What do I need to let go of? What is God doing that's new in my life? And we have conversations like that with each other so that we can learn and grow because there will be no growth if we're all by ourselves. So we want to make sure that we're, we're nurturing these connections with one another, right? It's connecting deeply in community. All right, finally, what's out? It's just giving ourselves away to the world. It's giving ourselves away to the world through service. God comes to Abram. This is God beginning to form the first original renewed community. God comes to Abram and he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I will bless you and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Look, God didn't interrupt the lives of Abram and Sarai just to bless them, just to give them life, just to say, I'm going to be with you. God didn't create the original renewed community just to create some sort of exclusive club. That's not what's going on here. That's not what's happening here. God interrupted their lives so that they would bless God blessed so that they would bless, so that they would then give life to the world around them, to the community where they are. God interrupted their lives so that they would work with God for the transformation and restoration of all things. That's large. It's big. It's huge. It's beautiful. So at Renew, we're trying to take this seriously. Friends, we don't want to be here for ourselves. We're not here for ourselves. We can't be here for ourselves. We're not trying to create an exclusive club. It's not what this is about. We're here to serve the community and make a real, actual difference. We want to partner, I've said this a number of times, with organizations in Ames that are just doing amazing work already. We want to approach them and say, 
We love what you're doing. Love it. We support you. How can we serve you? How can we help? And look, over the last seven, seven and a half years, we have not done this perfectly. We just haven't. Let's be honest about that. We haven't done it perfectly. We've made some mistakes. Some I could talk to you about, others I have no idea. But we've made some mistakes. But we're working hard. And what you've just heard just sort of barely scratches the surface of of who we could be and who I believe God wants us to be. We all want to live lives of significance, don't we? We all want our lives to mean something. We all want to we all want to contribute to the world, don't we? So maybe this is your Abram moment. Or maybe it's your Sarai moment. When God taps you on the shoulder and says something along the lines of, hey, I want you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I want you to be a part of something that will bring you more joy, more life, more wholeness than anything else in the world. I want you to come with me, God says. I want you to be with me. I want you to work with me. Let's rock this world together. Let's you and me and the community around you bring some real love. Bring some healing. Bring some transformation. Bring some renewal to the world around you. It's time. It's not going to be easy, but it's time and it's going to be so good. I will bless you, God says. I will give you life. I will give you everything you need. And you will be a blessing to the world around you. You will give life to this city and to the world. Let's do this. Maybe God's telling you that today. Maybe God's saying that to you today. Maybe this is your Abram and Sarai moment. Only you know. But I hope it is, man. Let's pray together. God, thank you for... Thank you for your your word. Thank you for the ways in which you speak to us in it and through it. And God, thank you for Renew. Thank you for who you've called us to be. God, we're doing our best to follow you to renew lives that renew the world. We're doing our best to connect people up with you, in with each other, and out with the world. But God, we... We need you to make it happen. And God, I ask that you would show up and that you'd show off once again within this community. Continue to make us who you want us to be so that we can partner with you in the renewal of all things. We want you to know, God, that that we just love you dearly. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.